can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK to 467-369. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and today is a different podcast. No game recap, but we have the trade deadline. It is here, and Brad Stevens, in his very first trade deadline, came through and did pretty well. Uh, the trade, or the the score is still to be determined. It's unclear at this point uh, because the Celtics sit here with five open roster spots. How did we get there? Let's dive into it. So overall, I'm not going to outline both of the trades that happened. However, in total, the Celtics received Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs, Daniel Tice is coming back. Tice is nice, is back on the Celtics. Uh, We also got a 2023 second round pick from the Magic. Uh, What we gave up to get it, Bull Bull, PJ Dozier, Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson, Romeo, a future second round pick, a 2022 first round pick, Ennis Freedom, and Bruno Fernando. All right, so... The way I look at this trade, you gotta break it into a couple different parts. First part, Bull Bull, PJ Dozier. Completely irrelevant players. Realistically, and I talked about this when we first traded for them, they were not going to play a game as a Celtic. You know, PJ Dozier was out for the season, is a free agent after. Chances are, not re-signing. Bull Bull, out for the season. Still had another year on his contract, but realistically, Is it that big of a loss? No. And then you look at the rest of it, right? Ennis Freedom, Bruno Fernando, Romeo. 
three bench players that realistically have not cracked the rotation. Bruno never played. Ennis Freedom, we gave a ton of shit for because defensively he was a massive liability, right? So both of those, is it a big loss? Not really. Romeo, I've talked about this a lot in the last couple weeks. We desperately needed to see him prove that he's worth a roster spot. And I don't think that he has. And honestly, whether or not he has because he hasn't gotten a chance to is kind of irrelevant. You know, someone on the Facebook page was like, oh, watch him go to the Spurs and pop, get the best out of him. Honestly, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. I don't want these guys to go out and suck the rest of their lives. I'd love for Romeo to have a good career. But if he's only going to improve under pop, what good does that do the Celtics? So that, to me, isn't a big deal either. The two losses, you know, are realistically Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson. The picks, I don't really care about. You know, it it's kind of sucks that we have to give up a, a first-round pick next year. Uh, but, again, I think we're at a point where picks don't – we don't really need a lot of younger players. We really don't. We need guys – that are locked up for a good time. And I think we got that in Derek White and Daniel Tice. Both of those guys are in contracts for the foreseeable future, which is a huge positive. So you look at Dennis Schroeder and you look at Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson, devastated about. Absolutely love Josh Richardson. I talked about this a million times this year. I think he is or was the best backup player that we had he was the best rotational bench piece that we had all season long and I don't think that it was close you know Dennis Schroeder was obviously a good player but again as I've talked about a million times on this podcast he was going to be gone so can you bring something of value back on the Celtics so overall real like the one guy that I'm really going to miss is Josh Richardson you know, I like Schroeder. I think he was a, a talented player. But I think this is a win. Like, you look at the difference between Derek White and Dennis Schroeder from a point guard position, Derek White's a better player. And Derek White is locked up for the next four years. Uh, so this is big. Derek White also slides into the Evan Fournier uh, TPE creating another $11 million TPE for Josh Richardson, uh, which gives the Celtics a little bit more flexibility uh, in bringing someone else in in the offseason, right? So you look at what we brought back. Derek White, this is a guy that is on is in contract. Let me pull up his contract details here. Uh, it's a pretty tradable salary. You know, the guy's making, I think, $15 million this year. Yeah, 15 this year, 16 next year, 17 in 23-24, 18 in 24-25. So we have him on contract for three more seasons after this season. That's four seasons, essentially, that we're getting for him. That's pretty good. Like, that is a good contract. And honestly, what makes it even better is the fact that if we do decide to flip him and trade him, he is a valuable trade piece. Like he's a guy that from a salary matching perspective makes a good chunk of money. And that helps in trades. 
In order to do trades, you need to match salaries. This is a higher salaried player that is easier to move because he's got a hell of a lot of talent. Uh, and then you look at his game. This is a guy shooting 48% from corner threes. It's a guy that can go out there and realistically go and just facilitate. He's a pit bull of a point guard. Like he is a he is a slightly lesser version of Marcus Smart defensively playmaking wise. Actually facilitating wise they're about even. Slightly less on the defensive scale, but his offensive upside is fantastic. The shooting is there. The facilitating is there. Like we now have two legitimate play playmaking pass first point guards, and that's good. Derek White's an, also a guy that can go out there and get you buckets. Like he can sit in the corner and just shoot. You know, unlike a Dennis Schroeder who really needed the ball in his hands, Derek White's not really that guy. Like you can go out there and play Marcus Smart and Derek White together. I don't know how many times I talked about that, but the whole Derek White or the whole Dennis Schroeder Marcus Smart tandem was an absolute nightmare offensively, and it, it really just boiled down to the fact that they're two guards that can't shoot, and you usually pair that with another big that can't shoot in Robert Williams or potentially, you know, freedom at certain times. So these are circumstances where you're bringing in a guy that can go in a quarter, let Marcus Smart facilitate, and he can hit an open three. But you're also getting a guy that can go out there and be that point guard when Marcus Smart needs to rest. So this is a great pickup for the Celtics. He's kind of a combo guard. He's not strictly a point guard. Uh, because he's got size, like he's 6'4", 190, so he's got size. Uh, defensively, he's fantastic. You look at this like tandem between Smart and Derek White, you've got two pit bulls now at the top of the key running your defense. What this is going to do, like obviously he's a massive upgrade defensively over Schroeder. What this is going to do is allow you to get out and transition more. If you've got both of these guys sliding in, playing well defensively, this just leads to more fast break opportunities for the Celtics team. And that's when they're at their best, is when they're getting out, they're running, they're, the pace is fast, they're moving the ball. Both of these guys can help with that. Derek White, I think, is a fantastic pickup. And then you look at Daniel Tice. Let's be honest, we all know what we're getting with Daniel Tice. It's a massive, massive upgrade over Ennis Freedom. We've talked this season about needing a pass-first point guard, and we've talked about needing to kind of build out some depth in the big man position because Ennis Freedom wasn't cutting it. Bruno Fernando wasn't cutting it, right? Both of those guys are just negligible in a loss. Uh, but you take on a guy like Daniel Tice that can now stretch the floor that can now contribute defensively. You know, he's a guy that can go out and switch onto guys because he's quick, right? Daniel Tice, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just a little overhyped, but I loved Daniel Tice. And you can go back to the old podcast when he got traded. I hated it. 
I absolutely love Daniel Tice. The fact that we needed to get rid of him strictly to get under tax killed me. But now we have him back. And I like this team. I like this team a lot. It's a, it's a tough Eastern Conference at this point. You know, Philly and Brooklyn finalized their trade uh, with James Harden and Ben Simmons swapping. And that immediately makes both of those teams better. Like, immensely better. Philly gets better because Ben Simmons is no longer just taking up money, not playing. Brooklyn gets better because Ben Simmons can defend. Ben Simmons doesn't need shots, and Ben Simmons can facilitate. And he has shooters around him, whether it be Durant, whether it be Kyrie, Joe Harris when he's healthy. They also got Seth Curry out of this deal. Like, that is a really good team. So both of those teams got better. So it makes sense that the Celtics put together a team that they actually think can win. Like, this is a this is a team that, if they put everything together, can make noise. I'm not going to go out and say that I think they can beat the Nets or Philly at this point. It's definitely possible if we get the best version of this Celtics team. They need to be healthy, and we need the best version of them. I, I think it's possible. I don't think it's a lock because I think Brooklyn and Philly are really good. But I think the Celtics team really got better. Like, I think that they could very easily move into a, you know, a four seed at this point. I think they can continue this stretch of great basketball. Uh, And that, to me, is important. The other piece to today's trade deadline is the fact that the Celtics now opened up five roster spots. And obviously, the trade deadline's done, so we're not going to see any more trades. However, the buyout market is going to happen. Like, it needs to happen. We can't roll with, you know, a lineup of nine guys, right? Like, it's not going to happen. There are 10 guys, I guess, right? So my expectation, Sam Hauser's probably going to be the first person that the Celtics call up and switch to a, a regular contract. Uh, and I'm not going to go out and say that he's the savior by any means, but... Uh, But Sam Hauser is doing really, really well in Maine. Like, really well. Shooting like 41%, I think, from three. Uh, So that's good to, it's good to see. Like, he's a guy that I think really deserves a spot in the NBA. Like, he, it's very clear that he can go out and just score. He's a six foot seven wing guy that gives you a little bit of shooting. Or not a little bit of shooting, a lot of shooting. Defensively, he gives you a little bit. He's switchable. He's not the quickest guy in the world. Uh, but that's a that would be the first pickup if I'm Brad. And then guess what? You still have four open roster spots. What do you do? Obviously, there's a lot more that needs to shake out in the NBA. Because in the next couple days, there are going to be a lot of guys that are bought out in contracts. And what Brad decides to do is completely going to shape how this trade deadline is perceived. Uh, There are a lot of people already talking about Isaiah Thomas. So think about it. If once we sign Sam Hauser to a full contract, still going to have four open spots, Isaiah Thomas could slot in. 
Is that realistic? I don't know. Is it gonna happen? I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it because we still need some scoring. Like he's another guy, because we have Peyton Pritchard, I don't think it's likely. I still think you know we would be better served getting bigger wings. So now at this point, like we lost Richardson, we lost Romeo, both wing players. Uh, and we brought back really a guard and a forward, like a center in Daniel Tice. So we didn't really, we got rid of two wings and didn't bring anything back. Sam Hauser kind of fits that role because he is a wing, uh, but we really need to add more. We need depth at the wing position at this point. So that's what I would look for, uh, for the Celtics. Overall, this trade deadline, very impressive. You know, Dan, like Brad br did a good job. Brought back Daniel Tice, brought in Derek White, both very tradable salaries, tr very tradable contracts in the future, if that's what the Celtics have in plans for it. Uh, from a salary matching perspective, it's great. But overall, I still like the moves. I think this is a better team now than it was yesterday. Uh, and we have a game on Friday. Chances are not going to see them. We might we might see them on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. Early game, 2 o'clock Eastern time. We may see them then, but you can bank on seeing them in Philly. And that game is going to be wild. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you tomorrow. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah. I can't help it, nah. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.